Welcome to Worldwide Wonderful Women, a podcast for your living in divine power when yours is diminished. A podcast where encouragers receive encouragement. We understand these are hard times. You may find that it is becoming more of a challenge for you to remain strong as you give of yourself continuously. That's why this is the place to join other women globally who face the same challenges as you. So join us regularly to receive biblical insight not to faint, but to stand strong. This is the podcast to be rejuvenated and revitalized. Now, let's join our host, Paula Harris. Greetings again. This is episode number 131 of Worldwide Wonderful Women, and the title of this episode is Dealing with Dementia. Once again this week, we're going to be discussing the topic of dementia. I know that probably either you're dealing with a loved one that has it or someone that you know, and ask them to tune into the podcast so that they can receive encouragement. I have with me again this week a good friend, Gloria, who has a husband who is dealing with dementia, and she's going to be sharing from her heart. We were looking at Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, which says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. I want to share with you some of the symptoms of dementia. And I'm reading from an article that I saw on Healthline.com. It's easy to overlook the early symptoms of dementia, which can be mild. It often begins with simple episodes of forgetfulness. People with dementia have trouble keeping track of time and tend to lose their way in familiar settings. As dementia progresses, forgetfulness and confusion grow. It becomes harder to recall names and faces. Personal care becomes a problem. Obvious signs of dementia include repetitive questioning, inadequate hygiene, and poor decision-making. In the most advanced stage, people with dementia become unable to care for themselves. They will struggle even more with keeping track of time and remembering people and places they are familiar with. Behavior continues to change and can turn into depression and aggression. So maybe you may know someone who is experiencing some of these symptoms and maybe you want to um, get a doctor involved or someone that can help you because it's important to get help if you're dealing with a loved one or someone that you have noticed are starting to experience or portray or show some of these signs. What I want to do right now is turn this podcast over to my friend Gloria so that she can just share from her heart in regards to her experience. And I know you'll be blessed. Hi, Gloria. Thank you for being with us. And it's so nice being here again with you, Paula. 
Once again, I'd like to share some things about my husband. This is now his second visit to the doctor. He has four visits a year. And unfortunately, when the doctor talked to him and tested him, they have to take his license away. This was very disturbing to my husband, and it really, really upset him. And as I said before, my husband's very kind. He's very docile. He's never mean. He just couldn't understand why they were taking his license. So this is the lecture that he gave to the doctor. Well, I don't know why you're taking my license. I've never had an accident. I've never gotten any tickets. Gloria has had accidents and she gets tickets and you're not taking her license. So <laughs> the doctor smiled and said, but she doesn't have memory loss. So you have to realize that you have a problem. Gloria does not have that problem. So he talked to him and said, don't be angry with your wife because I'm the one that's doing this and I'm doing it for your safety. So he finally agreed reluctantly that it was okay. So once they took his license, he couldn't understand why he couldn't have the keys to the car. He would always look in the garage to make sure his car was there. And the funny part about it is my husband never liked me to drive his car. So now I was driving his car and my car. And he, he said he would always tell me how to drive. Okay, a light's coming up, slow down, this, and that, and the other. He said, see, I told you I knew how to drive. So I, I would say, I know, hon, but I have to drive you because you don't want any dents in your car. Is that correctly? And he would say, yeah. So one day he decided that he was going to back. He found the keys, and that taught me a lesson. One thing you have to watch for, when they get something in their head that they want to do, let me tell you, you cannot. You cannot get it out of their head. So he found his car keys, and he decided that he was going to uh, back the car out of the garage. And what happened was, because they don't understand, and they don't see things the way that they used to, he was too close to the garage door, and he damaged the car, which is a small thing. A car is a car. So um, when I finally realized what he was doing, I went out and I said, no, you got to put the car back in the garage. And he gave me a little hard time. Never mean, but he, he couldn't understand it was his car and he didn't want to put it back. Finally, he put it back. Make a long story short. And then I said to him, you know, you need to stop doing that because you don't have license. And if the police get you and you take that car out, they're going to take you to jail and when I said jail, he didn't like that at all. He says, well, they can't take me to jail for driving my own car. And see, this is why you can't lose patience with him. I have to explain to him over and over. And to this very day, now his license has been gone for quite some time, to this very day, he thinks he can drive that car. It's up to us to observe him, them, or anyone that has dementia to see what they're doing because once they get something in their head, they're usually going to carry it out. But I have to tell you something funny. My husband lost his wallet, and he said that somebody came in here and took it. And I said, I don't think so. You lost it, probably lost it in the yard. But the blessing is that nobody has found it because nobody's used your cards. And that's what they do with a wallet. They just take the cards out and they use them. Then they really uh, spend money to the max on the card. And so he kind of said, well, okay. But one day I had to go out and I was out for about three hours. And usually over two hours he gets a little antsy in the house. When I came home, 
the valances in our bedroom. They were all askew. And I said to him, what has happened in here? He said, you know what? He said, 10 women were in this house and they took my wallet and they were putting it. And I said, oh, oh. I said, well, wait a minute. Let's forget about the wallet. What about these 10 women in my house when I'm not home? He said, oh, he said, I thought you knew them. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, no. And I said, the 10 women that I know, hun, would not come in this house when I'm not home. So he said, oh, he said, well, yeah, next time I, I just won't let them in. I said, well, that's good. Please don't let them in. <laughs> and then after we had, later on we had dinner and I was telling him about it. I said, hun, nobody was in the house. You know, that's just in your head. You got that in your head. Nobody has taken your wallet and 10 women weren't in here. He said, well, he said, have it your way. He said, but I know they were. So, and oh. then he, he would, he laughed about it a little bit. He said, you know, he said, they come in bunches, you know. Oh. And I said, bunches? He said, yeah. He said, they don't come one at a time. That's what they do. They come in bunches and they run all over the place. And that's why I couldn't keep up with them. I can't tell you which one had my wallet. Oh. So it's so sad, but you know, we have to be patient. We have to be kind. You have to go along with it. It's their reality, and no matter what you say to them, they're not going to let it go until they get ready to let it go. And finally, he just, now he doesn't talk about the wallet so much. Sometimes he'll pat his back pocket and say, oh, I, I forgot. Do you have my wallet? And I'll say, no, I don't have it. You lost it. You know, no one day is the same. You, he'll wake up in the morning, and sometimes he's very, very good. The blessing in all of this in the stages that he has deteriorated into, he still is very clean with his body. He still brushes his teeth. He, I have to turn up the heat for him to take a shower because he's always saying it's cold in his house. And our house is hot. Trust me, it's too warm. But I try to make it comfortable for him. But he still is very clean with his body. And he is not incontinent. He can take care of all of his uh, bathroom needs. And that's very important because a lot of them, even in their early stages, they are not able to have uh, good hygiene or even go to the bathroom on themselves. And he really even gets up during the night and goes to the bathroom. I think with each person, it's different. I was telling Paula, I have been taking care of people with memory loss for many years. I took care of his father, who is very different, different symptoms uh, than my husband. But there again, I guess that's something. His father was always very, very kind. And the funny part about his father was because I took care of him, he thought I was his wife. And he would always try to put my husband out of the house <laughs> when we were around. So we always thought that was funny. And one day, Vess came in and said, Dad, why are you always trying to get rid of me? That's my wife. And he said, you wish that was your wife. He says, you better get out of here. He says, and get out of here now. And he looked at me and he says, do we need him in here? And I was trying to explain to him that I was his wife. My, you know, my husband, that was my husband. I wasn't his wife. You're my father-in-law. And he just wouldn't believe it. But, you know, <laughs> the thing about it, you have to have a sense of humor. You must have a sense of humor, and you must, must smile. And when I say the symptoms are different is my uh, father-in-law stopped talking early, but the man knew the Lord, loved the Lord. He could sing a hymn from beginning to end, and after that could not say another word. So God was good with that. And then my sister-in-law, my husband's sister, 
she was always was restricted with um, dementia. She was a little different case. She was harder to take care of. But the funny part about it is she would not listen to my husband. She would listen to me. And she would ask a question, and he would answer it. And she would look at me and say, is that right, Gloria? And would say, well, if you're going to ask her, if it's right, why don't you ask her the question in the first place? But, you know, that's just to share some of the things that you might come in contact. But the very important thing is that if you notice anything slightly different that they're doing, start observing and keeping an eye on it. Because it could very well be the beginning of dementia. Because as I said before, they're masters of cover-up. What you have to do, and what I've done, I've stayed in the Word. I, I wake up in the morning, I get up at 5.30, the first thing I do is get in the Word and I pray, and I thank the Lord for another day, and I ask Him to give me wisdom and strength to get through the day and help me to make the right decisions for my husband. Now, Pete, People will tell you, you don't have to put up with this. There's places that you can put your husband. But, you know, they're they're being kind. They're looking out for me, looking out for my welfare. But I want to look out for my husband's welfare. You know, we took those vows, it says, for better or worse. And we've had many, many good years together. And these years are not as good. But he's still my husband, and I still need to be here for him. And that's the thing. Don't listen to people. If you're a person that knows the Lord, listen to the Holy Spirit, and he will speak to you. Mm -hmm. You know, if you stay in your word, and you know God, and you pray, and you ask, and sometimes I want to tell you, it's not the answer you want to hear, Mm -hmm. but it's the answer that is best for your situation. God has put on my heart to just hang in there with my husband, keep him in the home as long as I possibly can keep him in the home. And I thank him for that. That is truly a blessing. Amen. Thanks, Gloria. Thank you for sharing again. This is so nice of you to do this. And listen to our next podcast next week. Please tune in as we continue to talk on this topic. And in the meantime, smile. Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program. Please take a moment to leave us a good rating and review on iTunes to help us continually encourage others around the globe. We also invite you to go to TWMforJesus.org. That's T-W-M, like in Mary, F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S dot O-R-G to download your free gift and see other resources to help you live in divine power. And oh, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, be strong and of good courage.